Good morning, super entrepreneurs. Hope you're all doing well. Today we have three stories here on the entrepreneurs that I want to talk about and relate back to your business, uh, as well as answering your uh, questions, giving Q&A, uh, that I will save for the end. So today, let's talk about the first uh, article here. I'm going to pull up on the screen. We're talking about Jeff Bezos doubles time with Blue Origin to focus more on his space company. Now, at first sight, this sounds like, oh, he's doubling his time. Like, how much time is he spending? I'm not really sure. I mean, he uh, he has had issues where he's running, um, he's running, uh, where people are leaving the company. So it's not it's not been a great time the last couple of months after he launched his rocket with him in it. Uh, but Jeff Bezos doubles time with Blue Origin to focus more on his space company. And the key points, Jeff Bezos has long dedicated Wednesday afternoons. That's the day. That's the, the life-changing, everything that he, you know, believes that this that Blue Origin is the most important thing he will ever do on with his time on this planet. Uh, and he dedicated Wednesday afternoons. Uh, to either updates or discussions at Blue Origin, people familiar with the situation told CNBC. In the past month, Bezos added Tuesday afternoon. So he like when they talk about double, he literally doubled. Even though he's, he stepped down as the CEO back in, I believe it was June of this year, he has doubled his time with the, the company that he entrusted his life to go up into, I'll put it in quotes, space. Uh, and and come back down to earth safely. Uh, he he has called it his most life as uh, most his life's most important work. And while demands on the time of one of the world's richest people are high, Bezos now is significantly committing more energy and focus to his space company. So doubling. So why I wanted to uh, bring this up. And uh, give a quick shout out to to uh, Sonia over there. Good morning. Uh, the the so if you are in a situation where you find yourself, I have more than one brand. I have, and you might not even realize that you have more than one brand. You might think, oh, you know, I have these two different revenue streams. They're kind of related, but they're kind of not. That's probably two brands, two businesses that require two sets of amount of time to dedicate your efforts to. And I, I can speak for it uh, when you know when I was younger uh, with the, like the hats below behind me here. We had a total of five companies uh, towards the end of my tenure there at, the, at my family's business, and the time splitting was uh, was absolutely needed in order to get things done right. And when I left there, I ended up starting not just one company, uh, Two Three Four Solutions, which is my consulting and coaching company, but also not long after that, I started Indie PodCon, which uh, ultimately meant that I had two businesses that I was operating myself, and and to this day am. So we go back to 2014 to now, and I, I want you to think about how you're divvying up your time when you're putting things in your business even like micromanaging that time of like okay i'm only going to work 30 minutes on updating my website i'm only going to work 30 minutes on putting some social media posts together i'm only going to work 30 minutes on this or that or this 
in the company and and kind of divvying up your time in, in that sense because if you do that you allow yourself to not have the runaway effect of like oh i i'm updating my website so it took all day it took all afternoon it took three days and 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 i and i got it done right but in the meantime everything else suffered because of that because you didn't plan out your updates you didn't plan out your your time usage so that other things don't fall behind we're you know we are juggling artists we're constantly juggling uh the balls of the business and balls of life and the balls of the people and the relationships and everything else that's going on around us all of that all at once and it's really important for us to to really focus in like, okay, so this hour I'm going to work on this and this half hour I'm going to work on this and that. And the more you can kind of hone in that opportunity for those times, that's where it's going to be uh, op- you know, opportunistic for you to have the most growth as a whole. And you will actually start to feel like you're getting things done rather than like, wow, I worked uh, six hours and all I got done was my, my website versus like, hey, I put in a half hour. I got one thing updated and then I did two. Uh, you know, I, I took the next two hours, split that up and got three other things done. Now, all of a sudden, I got way more things done rather than something like diving down the rabbit hole of updating your website. Um and so uh, Sonia asks, in our, uh, in your opinion, was it easier back then for the people to build their business than today? Well, I will get to that question. Uh, I, w- I will get that question at the end here at the Q and A. So make sure you stick around, Sonia, if you're able to. Um, so let's let's move on to the next story, which is uh, Ford making fun of Tesla. They mocked Tesla over glass roof problems. And and look, I'm a te- like full disclosure. I'm a I'm a huge Tesla fan. I su- hopefully we'll soon be getting one in the next six to twelve months. Have have a Tesla. Um, and but I, the reason I bring this up is because you know when Ford made this, uh, they made a statement about there was um, a Model Y from Tesla that apparently they didn't uh they, there wasn't a the, there was a component missing with an uh that didn't have enough sealant installed when they delivered uh delivered that that model y so they had a a, a potential problem so they uh seemingly referenced referencing this apparently isolated incident Palmer noted that such issues would definitely not plague the Mach-E and that Ford customers would not be required to compromise on build quality. Well, uh, you know, people with glass roofs, well, glass anything, should not be throwing stones. And I, I, I there's a big lesson here that I want to point out. Uh, so... Let's see. Um, The bumpers don't fall off. The roof doesn't come off when you wash it. The door handles don't get stuck in cold weather. That's the CEO of Ford saying that. And recently, Ford issued two separate recalls in Canada that impacted almost 5,000 Mustang Mach-E's. Those that are electric Mustang over build quality issues. Uh, Apparently... They had concerns of the panoramic roof. Uh, approximately 1,800 Mach-E's are affected by the recall. Now, fast forward. Uh, this was on the 21st. If you fast forward to here, uh, to today, 
Uh, Ford is initiating a recall on most of the electric, <laughs> electric Mustang Mach-E SUVs uh, has sold in the United States since it went on sale late last year due to a manufacturing defect that could allow windshields to detach in a crash. So uh, the lesson here, and this is affecting almost, uh, well, seventeen over 17,000, uh, getting close to 18,000 vehicles built uh, from February 2020 till June 2021. And the root cause has not been determined, so don't get in an accident with your Ford. Now, again, this I am not taking a, a side here uh, in, in Ford versus Tesla. Uh, I've been in a Mach-E. Uh, it's cool. It's it's. I don't really love the look of it, but I don't really like the look of the Teslas either. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talk, what I want to talk about is don't be throwing stones, you know, in your glass houses here. Um, you know, you can you know try to assure people that oh, you know, we're we're the you know the the titan industry uh, or the titans in the industry. We are the the solid foundation. We are the people that know the best, we've had the most experience, and we won't have these quote-unquote, and I say this uh, based on a quote, uh, maybe it was in the other article, teething problems uh, that Tesla has had over the years that it has grown uh, out of the ground from, from basically nothing. And with that said, like there's that, that's absolute nonsense, right? Companies have recalls all the time. I'm dealing with a recall myself uh, in my car. So it's, you know, I I want you to think about it in your business. Uh, Let's not throw shade, right? Let's let's, uh, hold each other up, hold each other accountable, and see where it can make the most sense to work together uh, and, and, you know, just throwing shade is not, is not helping anybody. It's not helping the situation. It's certainly not. I mean, cause remember at the end of the day, people are driving cars. There are people, these are real life people that are getting into these vehicles and driving them. So, uh, it, you know, throwing shade about things falling apart is not, or, you know, in some cases like <coughs> GM exploding, uh, is, is not great. And lest we forget, you know, Ford can talk about, all these, oh, we won't have teething problems, but let, let's see. They don't make focuses anymore. They don't make cars anymore. One of the reasons is because they couldn't get a transmission right. They've been making transmissions for 100 years, and they couldn't get a transmission right uh, in their Ford focuses that like nearly like bankrupted them uh, or, or brought them up to a point where it's like, if we don't do something about this, like we are going to be in deep doo-doo. Uh, because of it, and then ultimately after that, they just cut off the focuses altogether, the the uh, fia- uh, fiestas altogether, and actually all their cars except for technically the Machi is a car, uh, and the Mustang is the the only car. But point being is that these types of issues can cro- crop up anywhere. Don't throw shade. Let's 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 work towards figuring out the problems because it's real people um, that are either interacting with their companies and or your companies and affected by that. So finally today, let's talk about uh, pivoting for the pandemic. So this article, uh, when was this written? Uh, September 22nd of this year. Small businesses who pivoted to make masks and sanitizer are still feeling the hit to their bottom line. Uh, and there's a quote here. This was a big lesson for me as a small business owner 
uh, if ever something like this ever happens again in my lifetime, I most likely will not participate. That is uh, heartbreaking to hear. Uh, but there was a there's a lesson here. I wanted to pull out a particular story. I think where is that particular story at? Um, ah, so Maya, uh, Maya had owned a vintage clothing shop on Etsy for 12 years, but when the pandemic hit, the Omaha-based entrepreneur taught herself to sew and set up a second shop called Mod Masks. Uh, she struggled with the pricing of her mass uh, for which she charges about $14 each. I know I can't compete like st- like st- with stores on Old Navy, um, uh, Old Navy and other major retailers that manufacture in China. Even designers like Kate Spade are charging less than what I'm charging. She said that she found a successful niche by sourcing fabric with artsy, uh, esoteric, and or vintage-inspired prints as uh, as a way to differentiate herself without having to compete on price. So, ding, ding for that because that is – I, you know, I, I think sometimes we get hung up on the, the idea that price is where we're supposed to be competing uh, because maybe the people that we're talking with, the customers that we're, we're actively working with to to provide a solution for, they're the ones that are, you know, they're, they're price sensitive for one reason or another, right? Um, maybe the market is the one that has demanded that pricing be the, the target, right? The, whatever it is has become so commoditized. With that said, hey – Everything has an opportunity. Uh, You look at um, Tiffany makes a tin can, sterling silver tin can. It's like a thousand bucks or something like that. And it sounds absolutely ridiculous. But then you you click the second image and you say, oh, wow, look, I could have this really cool looking tin can that's like super sparkly, blah, blah, blah. And it sits on my desk with my art pencils in it. And yeah, it's like a thousand dollar tin can. But it looks awesome, <laughs> you know, and I, and I, you know, so it, those are the types of things like where else are you going to get that level of a tin can? Sure, you could get a normal tin can and scrape all the glue off it and polish it up and everything like that. But, you know, if I got a thousand dollars burning in my pocket and I need a tin, you know, and I need something to store my pencils and pens in. There's there's an opportunity right there for you. So I you know so that that's um, one side of it, right? So but when you see here, so in April 2020, Etsy CEO Josh Silverman told CNBC that around 20,000 shops on the platform were, were selling face masks back in April 2020. Um, some are now finding that the initial surge of demand they experienced faded more quickly than they expected, particularly after the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced in the spring that fully vaccinated people would no longer uh, be needed to wear masks. So if you, you know, you might, you might, Oh, thanks Siri. Uh, you might find yourself, uh, overextending yourself when your business. Now there's a great story, um, about, uh, Vanderbilt 
and the railroads and how they he started to see like oh no we're overbuilding our railroad system across America uh or and not just him but I guess his a couple of competitors it was being overbuilt so he started to pull back so that he wouldn't be left holding the bag in an overbuilt system that was underutilized so that the money you know wouldn't be able to flow in so i i think it's it's very um I think it's always very important for you to be tracking the trends, tracking the news, staying here watching uh, entre- entrepreneurs as we as we go through things. I have a lot uh, more articles coming down the pike uh, for us to to review and to relate back to our businesses and how we can be better, how we can be super entrepreneurs in our in our business journeys, entrepreneurial journeys. Um, yeah, so I uh, don't don't allow yourself to get over overextended. Uh, you might end up with a whole bunch of masks that nobody wants or needs uh, if you you know don't see and watch the trends and see how things are are progressing. And you're just like, no, buy more, buy more, get all the fabric, get it up, you know, and 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 hoping for the best that things are going to turn around. Um, and who knows? Maybe we go back to to full on mask mandates. Without another variant that comes through, I kind of tend to think that we won't, um, except in maybe certain situations in certain areas uh, of the country. And, and, and then at that point, there's only so many masks that need to go around, and people already bought literally thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of, you know, millions of masks even. So um, there's there's still going to be a market for it. But, I mean, I've seen it myself that, you know, the hand sanitizer pump, you know, big pump bottles and stuff – basically like here it's a dollar 50 take it and it's like well i still i still like to have some in my car so for a dollar 50 sure it's better than paying 20 dollars or uh the opposite when we were at the beginning of the pandemic when people were hoarding this stuff and like trying to sell it on ebay and ebay was shutting down stores and things because you know the absolute price gouging that was going on uh was no good for anybody um so yeah be vigilant about where you're at, where you're going with with the business, where the news is headed, where uh, industry changes are happening, and be try to be at the forefront of that uh, and prepare for that rather than being overextended and having boxes upon boxes of things that nobody really wants or needs at the at, for at least for any given amount of time in the future. Here, so we have a question from Sonia. In your opinion. Was it easier back then for people to build their businesses than it than today? Um, this is a very loaded question, right? So, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. The world was slower uh, back in the day, right? So, there was a lot less like instantaneous. There was a lot less marketing opportunities, and there, a lot less noise to have to compete through. So I, I think in some ways it was easier back then, but I think now if you have a really great idea, if you have a great opportunity, if you have a great offer for a, a very particular niche, I think it's very important that you get hyper niched. If we, if, if one thing, uh, I you know, if one thing that the mass media has taught us um, is. Everybody has a niche and there's a, a TV channel. I mean, while cable, you know, is still a thing, there's a channel for every single person out there, right? And and as we get more and more noise, that's where you gotta be able to really, really focus in on who am I trying to speak to, what am I speaking to of, and uh and how how am I gonna reach these people? Because it's 
there's more opportunities, but there's also way more noise. So I, I think, I think in some ways it was easier. You know, l- thinking back to the days of um, even before, like the stories before I, you know, was even born uh, in in my family's business, um, hearkening back to like that blue and white hat back there. Um. You know, you you went and you used the yellow pages. You find you found the businesses that would, or you wrote down the names of the trucks that you saw drove by, and you go and you you know look those businesses up. You go and you make those conversations. Those things still happen. You know, it's that's still a, a viable, uh, probably under appreciated method of going to get business versus. Uh, like, hey, just do a viral post on TikTok. But as we saw yesterday in the entrepreneur new, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, you can have something go with hundreds of thousands of of views and likes and and all that stuff, and and turn into three thousand dollars worth of sales. Which, I mean, three thousand dollars is great in one day, but to me, that the expectations need to be a little tempered there, you know, pull, pull back a little bit in the sense that, Hey, we're not getting everything. Um, we're not getting the, you're not getting like hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales out of that. You know, just because you have lots of likes doesn't equate to, to hundreds or millions of dollars in sales, or, or, I mean, in this case, thousands of dollars, literally, Thousands of dollars in sales in one day. So um, I think that, you know, while it's easier to get started, there's more resources. There's things like YouTube and there's things like the Super Joe Pardo channel. I I think that there's definitely, it's definitely harder. I think that we we have, you know, we have to either become really good at like social media we have to be good at content you know driving content and creating engaging content um so there's the opportunity but there's also a lot more noise to break through and that's where niching down so if you actually if you want to learn uh more you can go to uh was it superjoepardo.com slash avatar i think is the link yeah, uh, and get my my free PDF workbook with 64 questions uh, to identify your ideal client so that you can really niche in your uh, your customer, you know, who that customer is going to be and make it, you know, make it go that much faster for you um, and break, break through that noise. So I hope that answered your question, Sonia. Uh, I appreciate all the questions that we get here on the entrepreneur, Entrepreneurs. Uh, it's a lot of fun getting to to answer questions off the top of my head and to go through these articles, uh, these news articles every day. Uh, I'm going to try to – I'm still working to be here five days a week, uh, generally 10 a.m. If I, as long as I can. I, I wasn't able to make it today, so thank you, everybody, for, for coming out a little bit later. Um, but I, I appreciate you. Make sure you, uh, you, you smash the like button before you uh, get out of here if you've enjoyed this, if you've learned something. And I will see you all in the next video, which is going to be like over here somewhere. (laughs) Have Have a great day.